Hello, and welcome to the first edition of the podcast for Dental Hygiene 2021. What I'm going to do with this podcast is just to give you some tips, tricks, and strategies on how to help you be successful. Because we only have so much class time, so this the, the podcast will be optional, but it will be supplemental. I won't include any any material that you'll be tested on, but I may include nuggets of information that'll help you with testing. Maybe some hints to test questions or board exam questions, so it won't be anything new, but there might be a little, little bit of information in there that might be helpful for you. Miss McLee and I had planned on doing this together last week, but we just couldn't get our schedules to mesh together, but next week we're going to do our best to do the same. So let me go back to Thursday's class. I thought it went really well. I'm so proud of all of you for how you grasped ergonomics and mouth mirror. Do you see what I did there with grasped? Okay, that was that was bad. Well, I want to make a couple of comments on wool wine. First of all, please make sure when you come into wool wine that you are dressed appropriately. Do not wear open-toed shoes, please. You will be dismissed from the class. If you don't comply okay so please please don't wear sandals or anything like that um, Thursday was also a learning curve for everybody on how things work the wool wine's been closed for a while so they just opened it and things are a little bit um, actually they're, they're better but students have, haven't been in there in a while so we have the type of dot mounts and I know we all kind of struggled with that and I think once you get the hang of it You'll, you'll like it. It's, it's very good for at-home practice. And we added them last year because Woolwine obviously was closed. And we used the mounts in class so we could practice with the Typodonts. And we also did individual video conferencing last year when we had very limited face-to-face -face instruction. And that worked well too. So I don't know if that's an option or not. Ms. McLee and I will have to talk about that. I think if we don't have if we don't have restricted class time, we probably won't need to do that. But if that happens and the slim, slim, slim chance that we'll, you know, that's an option that we can go and fall back on. But once you get the hang of how the mount works, I think you'll find it's, it's really helpful. The problem with Woolwine is that, you know, the desk with the monitor is kind of too high. And then the SIM cart doesn't really have a lot of space for you to put the mount on, so we kind of have to figure out what works and, and what doesn't. It should work better in the classroom because the desks are your size and it's a, a better height for you. All right, um, let's see what else. I'm usually at least an hour early to class. So feel free to come in early if you're having difficulty with something or you need help with something. I um, I also found another blood pressure cuff that I had hanging around, so that means I have three of my own personal ones. So if you wanted to come in before class and practice, let me know, and I'll bring them in for you. Um, so something that I didn't really focus on, I know you've had it in the videos and in your readings, but I did want to just kind of verbalize the mouth mirror and the fulcrum. So please, when you're using the mouth mirror on your non-dominant hand, Make sure you use a fulcrum with the mouth mirror. Keep your elbows as close to your body as you can. And this is something that I can help you with and Miss McLee and I can help you with when we're practicing. You may split your fingers. You know you saw one of the, the pictures where you don't split your fulcrum. 
that's with your dominant hand using a paradial instrument. But with your with your explorer and your mirror, the rules are not as rigid because you don't have to make those finite movements like, like you do with the paradial instrument. But do try to use a fulcrum with your mirror because you're gonna your your arm and your hand will get very tired very quickly. So you'll you won't. You don't know now, but I'm just telling you that it'll help you in the long run. Uh, also, let's see, like with positioning, what did we do about positioning? Okay, so remember that your forearm is going to be parallel to the floor with your dominant hand. So that's waist level, right? So you might see in the textbook, it might say, keep your hand waist level. That's what that means. That might be a good test question somewhere down the road. And I know y'all are so anxious to get started with instrumentation and scaling, but believe me, you're not ready. You have to take baby steps. You need to master those basic skills of ergonomics and instrument grasp first. You are not, not, not ready to hold a scaler. You are not. Trust me. We have been teaching this a very long time, and we know what works. And if we throw an instrument in your hand right now, your, your hand just is not ready to control a bladed instrument. So we have to start with those baby steps of doing those, those movements, the north-south, east-west, and the roll. You've got to get those muscles to where they're going to respond to what your brain tells your hand to do. For now, work on and practice your ergonomics. And please, practice your instrument grasp. It seems easy, but there's a lot of moving parts, especially with your whole body, to make instrumentation work. You, you might hear instructors call out positions to correct you while you're practicing. So think about all those muscles that have to align to simply place an instrument in your patient's mouth. Your back has to be straight. Your neck can flex no more than 20 degrees. 15 degrees is optimum. Your thighs should be parallel to the floor or just slightly tilted down. Feet flat, shoulders relaxed and parallel, forearm parallel to the floor, wrist is straight, and then there's the actual grasp of the instrument. I mean, you have to have your index finger and your thumb opposite to one another, your middle finger has to be on the shank, your ring finger pad, not the tip, but the pad of your ring finger is your fulcrum and it should be on the occlusal surface of a tooth or incisal surface of the tooth soft c-shape with the handle and the fleshy part of your hand that's a lot of moving parts to have to be able to hold an instrument and do something so when you're practicing in clinic we might say fix your neck or put your arm down or ease up on your pressure on your instrument or move the move your instrument a certain way i mean there's so many things that your body is not ready to do yet but you're going to get there. We're going to take you baby steps at a time. So next week we're going to work on the Explorer and the Probe. And that's an instrument that is, you will always have a very soft touch, a very light, light touch. And I think it's a, it's a perfect time to introduce this instrument because it's an, it's, they are assessment instruments. And you remember what they are. They collect information. They don't do any action but help you determine and collect information. Another thing I wanted to highlight is in the overall picture, your main goal here is to pass the board exams. The board exams, that's the monster of what you're doing, okay? That's the monster at the end of the game. When you finish the game, that's what you have to attack. 
you have two board exams. One is an eight-hour written exam, and the other is a four-hour clinic exam. And the board exams are independent of and not affiliated with the school. We have no control over that. We don't um, schedule those. That's, they just use our facilities for the clinical. And for the written part, you have to sign up at a testing center to do that. So we, we have absolutely no control of the board exams. That's something that you know, people all over the US, they take those exams and they're, they're, they have nothing to do with us. And those tests are beasts. I'm going to tell you, they are not easy. The written exam is going to challenge your knowledge from anatomy to, to pharmacology to dental hygiene treatment plan to periodontology. I mean, it is everything you've learned, even from anatomy when you took it in your community college or, or the 100 level class you took. And it's hard. The clinical exam will be offered at VCU. But VCU is not the only place you can take it. There are plenty of other places all over the U.S. where you can take a clinical exam. I don't really want you to worry too much about the exam right now. I guess my point is that I want you to be aware of that and that everything that you learn in the program now and what you've learned to get into the program is fair game for the board exam. So that's why it's important to continue to study, always study the material you learn, is not arbitrary. It's all important, so just be prepared. Okay, also the, um, the self-assessment assignment dates, I did change from, I think it was Thursday to September 2nd for one and two and September 9th for three and four. This is not really set in stone. I mean, if you need more time, that's okay. Just let me know, because the point of this self-assessment is to try your skill and practice and you determine yourself if you feel comfortable with this particular skill because there are a lot of skills you have to master okay and be honest with yourself if you if you look at these criteria and you check off these things and you really feel like you're a hundred percent okay maybe you are a hundred percent but don't be afraid to ask for help and that's what we're here for we're not going to seek you out to say, are you okay? Or did you do this? Or did you do this right? It's up to you to take charge of your learning, okay? Let me, let me just give you an example. So say, maybe you're not perfect, but you grade yourself as perfect all the way across. You, you get everything, you understand everything, and you go through the semester and you, you're fooling yourself that you're perfect and you're doing everything right and then you get to the end of the semester and you're not and you're starting to take these assessments and you're graded on them and then you struggle and the end of the semester comes and you're weak or maybe you can't even pass you know there's no makeup there's no oh you can take this next semester no if you if you can't do one class and and you have to pass all the classes to move forward there's no do-overs and so just be be honest with yourself okay and and we are here to help you as soon as you think you need help say something because that's what we're here for you've worked too hard to get here to fail out the first semester, okay? So be proactive in your learning. This isn't community college. You're responsible for how you learn and you alone are responsible for your success. We're just here to facilitate your learning. Okay, I think that's about all I have for today. We're just under 13 minutes, so I think that's good. I don't think you need to hear my voice any more than that. But um, here it's uh, 
Saturday night and my cats are going all over the place and I'm sorry if you hear banging and crashing because that's what they do they're cats and so anyhow I hope you have a great rest of your weekend and if you have any questions or you have any issues that you want to chat with me or Miss McLee about please reach out and be safe we'll see you next week